Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey guys, gonna make this one really quick because it's Memorial Day weekend. Just another bonus episode from us at Horror Movie Night. I was at the Philadelphia Wizard World this past weekend. It was a blast. I grabbed a couple interviews with a few people doing some horror-themed comics and bumped into an old friend of mine who designed one of our Horror Movie Night t-shirts. So enjoy these quick interviews. This is probably gonna be like a 10-15 minute episode tops. Uh, And don't forget, June 23rd, that is a Saturday at noon Eastern Standard Time, we will be doing our Twitch stream for 12 straight hours, so you do not want to miss out on that. But anyway, enjoy these interviews. Hey guys, uh, so I'm here at Philadelphia Wizard World. I'm battling by the fact that I'm standing very close to the stage, but I'm here with Jason from Xenoscope. So as I'm walking around, I'm seeing this comic that I that I think I've heard of, but I've never actually seen before, and it looks very much like an old Tales from the Crypt book. 
Uh, and it's the Grim Tales of Terror. Can Grim you tell Tales me a little bit about this? Uh, tell you right now, Tales of Terror series has been doing extremely well for us. Uh, it's actually now in its fourth volume. So how we do our Tales of Terror is uh, it's 13 issues in the first volume, 13 issues in the second volume. Uh, our Tales of Terror is kind of like a uh, uh, urban legends. It's taking urban legends that you're familiar with, sort of like uh, Monkey's Paw, Black Cat, um, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. right? Stories that you're very familiar with, putting them into comic book form, putting a little bit more of a modern-day spin on them. Uh, we have Karis, who's kind of our female Grim Reaper. She's our goddess of death. She kind of decides, like, who lives, who dies. This is bad people doing bad things. Karis has the option of punishing them for those bad things that they do and so forth. The great thing about Tales of Terror is each individual issue is a standalone. So if you like Monkey's Paw and you just wanted to read Monkey's Paw, you could read that as a standalone issue. You could start with issue four. You could start with issue 12. You don't have to start with issue one. It's a great, uh, again, anthology series where it's just taking those individual urban classics, like you mentioned, almost like Tales from the Crypt style. Yeah. Um, uh, but putting them a little bit more modern. Yep. Very cool. And it looks like you've got, I mean, there's a wide spread of stuff that I'm seeing at the table, but it does seem like it, it has a pretty good little horror bend to a lot of these tales. We do, we do. Like, uh, a lot of times uh, we're known for our artwork, our cover work, but if people actually kind of open up the books, take a look at what's inside, we are very horror-driven, uh, very dark, very twisted, uh, in fact, in nature. Uh, we're also in our very strong female characters. Uh, do we have sexy covers uh, at times? We certainly do, maybe even a little pin style. But if people actually opened up the books and took a look at what's inside, we are very dark, very twisted. Uh, for instance, we do Neverland, where Peter Pan's like a vampire-type being. Uh, we do Alice in Wonderland, extremely dark Alice in Wonderland, not Disney-style uh, Alice. Uh, we do Grim Fairy Tales, where it's we're using a fairy tale much like original Brothers Grimm kind of used to teach a life lesson. So it goes from like present day to the fairy tale and then back to present day where people are supposed to learn a life lesson uh, from that fairy tale. How we get dark and twisted is the choices that people make based on those decisions from the fairy tale and the fairy tale itself. All right, and I, I can't help but notice you're rocking a Philadelphia Eagles shirt. Are you guys based out of Philly? Uh, not just We're just outside of Philadelphia. In fact, I grew up, I was born and raised uh, in Abington. Uh, I went to Abington High School. In fact, the owner of the company is Joe Brusha. He and I actually graduated high school together. Uh, we're both huge Eagles fans. We were down there for the parade. Uh, extremely proud the fact that the Eagles won in the Super Bowl for the first <laughs> first time in 52 years. I uh, went to many playoff games, many many uh, uh, Eagles games. I was down for the parade in 80 when the, uh, when the Phillies won. Uh, my dad took me down. I was down for 83 when uh, when the Sixers won. And we went faux five faux with Moses Malone. Uh, <laughs> I was down with the Phillies uh, when the Phillies won uh, 2008. I uh, went to quite a few playoff games in that series run, too, as well. Uh, went to the parade, uh, but nothing matches the utter joy, jubilation from the Eagles uh, winning a Super Bowl, taking the monkey off our backs. Uh, go Birds. <laughs> uh, so for the listeners, because we have a pretty wide landscape of listeners out in Europe and a sure. couple all over, if people are interested in checking out some of these grim tales of terror, where's the best place to get them? Uh, they can get them either through our web store, which is Xenoscope.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. They can get them through Xenoscope.com. If they want to get them through their local comic shop, they certainly can. Uh, in fact, Diamond UK supports us. They have all of our books uh, anywhere in Europe. Uh, Diamond in the U.S. obviously carries all of our stuff, too, as well. Anywhere you buy Marvel, anywhere you buy DC, you can find our stuff, too, as well. We are in previews. We're just in the back of the book under Z. All right, thank you so much, Jason. You got it, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> All 
All right, guys, I'm not as close to the stage this time, but I am still fighting a crowd, so hopefully this isn't too muddled on your iPods. But I have Eddie here behind the comic book Day One, which from just looking at it, looks like I'm going to lean towards a zombie comic. That is correct. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about Day One. So Day One is about um, Pick Sampson, who is um, just a regular guy. He's a pharmaceutical sales rep. He's coming home, you know, to his family and stuff is going on as he's driving he's seeing stuff happening and when he gets home he realizes that something happened he ends up losing everything he cared about on day one so does the book take place all within that first day or is it just that it initially starts at day one initially starts on day one okay so and he was um trained by his dad from a very young age him and his brothers to be survivalist and they're very heavily trained in martial arts. I have 20-plus years' experience in martial arts, so I put a lot of detail into the fight scenes and into the zombie kills that you normally would not see in a comic book. So what was... Uh, I'm assuming you're, you're a horror fan or at least a zombie fan. What was the initial inspiration for the book? Well, the, I've always had it in my head, and when I was back in college a long time ago, I had ideas that I kind of sat on and never did anything, and now I start to see a lot of those ideas that became really big things, so I, I decided to, you know what, you're going to get nothing done by just yeah. sitting on your hands, so that's what I did. It gets real frustrating as a creative person where you have an idea, and you're like, that'll never work, and then you're like sitting in a movie theater, and you see your idea as a trailer, that, and you're just like, son of a bitch. Yes, that is 100% <laughs> what happened. I told a lot of my friends this would be a great idea to shoot as a movie, Yeah. and a lot of them were like, oh, that's not going to work, that's not going to work, and it's been proven that it does work. Yeah, so. it's like flash forward to 28 Days yes, Later, and all these other exactly. ideas, and you're like motherfucker yes it's happening yep definitely (laughs) all right well where can listeners who want to check out the book go and find a copy of it well they could go to day one duck comic.com okay and they could also follow me on instagram at day one the comic and you can see a lot of my work that i do on there and um you know take the journey with me all right thank you so much eddie awesome Hey guys, I'm still here at the Philly Wizard World. I'm closer to the stage again, which means that sound might, again, be a little bit rough. But I needed to sit down real quick and talk to my buddy Chris of Victory Screech Labs. He does uh, coffee mugs and mouse pads and air fresheners and occasionally t-shirts. And one of the shirts that he has done is the iCthulhu HP Lovecraft shirt that many of you might already have. So I wanted to give him a quick chance to promote all of the crazy shit that he's got out here. Uh, Chris, this is amazing. This something like your stuff is so innovative. Where, what like sparks the idea of doing like M and M in front of in front of spaghetti and meatballs on a coffee mug? Well, we've gone around and like I've seen other things at conventions and craft shows where it's just like a thing on a mug, a stereotypical logo icon or whatever. So you know, I figured everybody loves music, pop culture, movies, animation. And we thought we'd, you know, put someone on the mug, but the background kind of have it tie back in. So, you know, Mom's Spaghetti, M&M's. You know, if you really like M&M or you're really up on your meme game, you're going to see that and be like, oh, my God, that's pretty unique. So we try to, you know, get something that's a little eye-catching and and makes you think. And even if you don't get it, like uh, we have a Jason mug with the background. It's a bunch of camping tents, trails. And people say, like, I don't know what the background is, but I really like that. (laughs) So, I mean... I watch a lot of TV, 
I like Hill with propane is a good one. We got a yeah, Bobby Hill with the fruit pies and everything. <laughs> um, so we, we kind of to make it custom to the character per the mug. But yeah, from Frasier to RuPaul's Drag Race, Carl Sagan. I see a Bob Ross up here. Bob right Ross. Next that's that's been really popular with a lot of people here. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. We've been selling a lot of. So it's, it's really been a blast here and been getting a lot of suggestions. We're going to get up on our, uh, our wrestler game. So, Well, where can people go if they want to see some of these add them into their own uh, coffee, coffee mug cabinet? I mean, if you want to, to widen your selection of mugs, you can find us on www.victoryscreech.com. We have shirts, coasters, mouse pads, mugs, air fresheners, Pretty much anything to suit your taste that you could either use your car every day at work, anywhere in your life. Where did the idea for the air fresheners come from? Because I feel like they weren't here last year. They weren't. We actually got these in a couple of months ago. Um, we were at a craft show and we saw someone doing black and white cardboard air fresheners. And we were like, well, how do you do that? Yeah. And so we actually found online a supplier for the felt and everything. And with our sublimation technology we were just like oh we can just apply it that way and we thought well every coast we've seen has been black and white so we thought we could do full spectrum full color things uh things that like refer back to the character so like for a big mouth we got the hormone monster and his sense of lush is dirty so all kinds of stuff like that uh ron swanson coming in with the bacon scent uh, Hank Hill smells like beer. I don't know how popular that one would be, but it's funny. So we got all sorts of goofy, fun stuff like that. That's fantastic, dude. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I always am excited to see how successful your table is every time I see you at a con. I'm telling you, do Monster Mania in March. We'll hang out in the hotel and party after the show. We'll get you on the podcast to like discuss a movie. I would absolutely love to do that. All right. Thank you again, Chris. That's VictoryScreech.com to check out all their stuff. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Meanwhile, in New Jersey. So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. 
Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.